Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. And on today's episode, it kind of uh, stemmed from a previous episode where I briefly mentioned religion. And then I was like, hmm, maybe I should do an episode on this. So I polled you guys over on my IG. If you don't follow me over there, my IG is at Tina Weiland Fit. Um, do lots of fun and free stuff over there. Um, but I polled you guys and you said yes, you want to hear all about my religious slash spiritual journey. Um, and I didn't realize how much I wanted to share this story until I started writing out some bullet points to talk about. Um, and I just kept writing and writing and it brought up, um, various points in my life and, um, I'm really excited about it and it's nothing like I don't have any negative feelings towards anything that I have experienced. I'm very neutral about it and kind of thankful for my journey. Um, As you'll learn when I tell you about my experiences, I really tried out a lot of things um, and experimented with things. So the viewpoint that I'm at now, I am very happy with. Um, and I guess, you know, unfortunately, but it's whatever, I have to do a disclaimer. Um, you know, what I'm talking about here has nothing to do with being right or wrong. This is literally just simply my viewpoint. If you believe in something different from me, that is fine. Um, I am going to say that a lot of my negative viewpoints of certain religious beliefs don't come from the beliefs themselves it comes more so from how humans practice it and the stigma around the religion itself so not not the actual religion but the stigma um and and the people that go to these places and what they make it and you'll, you'll kind of understand what i'm saying when you listen more into this um so yeah again nothing against any religion this is just my journey what i experienced and maybe some of you can relate to what i went through um so yeah without further ado we will dive right So to give you a full picture of where I came from and where I am now, we need to start from the very beginning, okay? We're going back to, for as, you know, as young as I can remember, pretty much. So my parents are Roman Catholic. Um, they, they didn't act like very strict Roman Catholics, but they tried to make themselves seem like they were very strict Roman Catholics. I'm talking like, you know, I wore the fancy dresses. Every Sunday we went to church. Um, my dad would read me Bible stories. Uh, they would sing in Latin at the churches. I'm trying to crawl around under the pews because I'm so bored, but I'm like, okay, I need to like you know, pay attention to whatever this is. Um, I even remember I had like a little children's book, which was like a cartoon version of the Bible of like Adam and Eve um, and Noah's Ark, like all the main popular stories. It was like a cartoon version. And I love that book. Um, I would always read it. And I think I was only maybe like five or six years old at the time. Um, 
my dad would read me Bible stories at night or just tell me different stories. Uh, I would go to vacation Bible school. Oh my God. If you guys don't know what vacation Bible school is, it's a little bit different for every church, but my church, I loved it. So it was in the summer for a couple weeks and, um, it was, I, I believe it started in preschool or kindergarten, and then it went up to about sixth grade. After that, you could be like a volunteer to help with the kids. I'm not a big fan of kids, so, you know, that never happened. But I remember each year, there was like different colors, you know? So like kindergarten, we get red, and it was like dinosaurs. Um, You know, first grade would be blue and would get like something else. And I thought that was so exciting. And like we would sit in the pews like the younger people would be up front and the older people would be in the back and you know I'd always be like oh my god look at how cool like the fifth graders are or the sixth graders I can't wait to get to that point you know little did I know right um but it was cool you know we had cookies and blue kool-aid and we would make arts and crafts we would sing we would play games um I made a lot of good friends had a lot of you know just good experiences there uh you know um Religion aside, it was really cool, and like I said, I had a really great time. I am getting very nostalgic thinking about this. It is bringing up so many <laughs> good memories for me. At the very end, too, we had like a little ceremony. We would like sing um, in front of all of our family members and stuff. Uh, we'd put on a big show for them, so that was really nice. I had a really good time, and it was really wholesome. Um... Aside from that, you know, like I said, I did that every year up until, like, literally sixth grade. Um, And I also went through communion and Eucharist, but I think it's the other way around. Eucharist and then communion. Um, At my church, we literally had workbooks, and we had to read through the workbooks and there was um essentially like a ceremony that you had to go to um I remember my grandparents came and I got all dressed up and there was a cake for me and like I had to stand in front of everybody at Sunday mass and like do something um say something and then you know that happened and then can communion so I was able I was old enough to be able to take communion with the little bread wafers and the grape juice or wine or whatever um I also did confession which funny story because like I think after your Eucharist or whatever you had to confess all of your sins and you know the in front of the priest and the priest would pretty much just say all your sins are forgiven you know through me I you know I have the power of God or whatever um it was really weird because, like, you know, usually when you hear about confession, they have those, like, booths that you can go into and it's really, like, anonymous. Well, this was, like, going to a therapist. Like, I literally walked into the office and he was, like, face-to-face with me. <laughs> and I remember I was so afraid. Like, I-, I was afraid I was, like, a horrible person. Uh, I'm trying to think of how old I was. Probably, like, eight or nine, honestly. And, like... <laughs> some of the things I said I was like oh I would like you know I yell at my mom sometimes and like uh, I I think I swore a couple times but I'm not sure you know and then like I was so nervous I didn't want to lie because I felt like oh god he would know if I was lying and like that's bad to lie because I'm supposed to be confessing everything and I was like I can't remember everything but you know I've just I've been mean and like (laughs) 
And I'm thinking this is like really bad stuff here. He probably thinks I'm such a horrible person. And he was dead serious. My priest, like the straightest face ever, was just shaking his head. He's like, you know, nodding. He's like, okay, yes, all your sins are forgiven. And that was that. And I was like, oh. So that was an interesting experience. Um, I will never forget that. But um, yeah, that was a really interesting time. So yeah, I grew up through the whole spiel. You know, like I said, I, I, I went through the whole Roman Catholic experience. And I would say as a Roman Catholic compared to other branches, because like Baptist, Lutheran, a lot of them are very similar. But Roman Catholic has to be one of the most strict. Um, they're pretty boring. You know, they don't really do anything fun. Um, you come in, like I said, you do the Latin singing um the priest comes out and reads scripture but like nowadays like if you look at someone like joel osteen or um joyce myers if you know of them they actually preach you know um motivational messages and things that you can kind of take and apply to your life in the roman catholic church it was more like a ritual honestly like i said we were singing things in latin saying things in latin um he would read the scripture word for word and wouldn't really interpret it for us um so it was really weird (laughs) in my opinion um i that's why i kind of didn't like it was because i personally couldn't learn anything from it and i couldn't take anything away but I didn't realize this um right away uh until I went to other churches which we'll get to in a little bit but at this point I would say I did that up until about middle school in middle school maybe even fifth grade I I made some friends and we got really close and they would just be like hey you want to come to my church and I said sure so like there was a Baptist church there was a Lutheran church um there might have been some others in there too but I would just go for fun and you know they kind of like youth group nights and um I was like wow these churches are way more fun than my church (laughs) um you know they would like play games they give prizes they tell me stories that I could actually understand what they were and they broke it down into ways like I said that that I could apply to my everyday life and like we would get in little groups and chat and you know I could you know share some thoughts about what I'm going through I could hear what other people are going through um so I like that a lot um and that's when I realized that the Roman Catholic Church for me it was just so strict and I was like oh I don't I never understood what they were saying you know I just did stuff because I had to um but I never really learned anything so yeah as I got to these other churches that's when I realized that um at this point as well I tried to absorb everything I kind of became obsessed you know because I was like oh my god I need to learn everything and know everything there is um about the bible and stories and and all this stuff and um I don't know if you remember there was like a big tv show that came out it was called the bible and um it was actually really well done they they basically in a game of thrones fashion that's the best way i could describe it in a game of thrones fashion they kind of went through the history of the bible before and after uh jesus and it was really really good i was really into it um i watched that i have it on dvd um i watched god is not dead um i was just like trying to absorb all of this you know media literature movies shows whatever and you know I liked it I really did I liked the wholesomeness of it I would you know 
share scripture and prayer and um be super positive and uplifting to everybody like you know whoever I met and um I really that is one thing I admire about when you are a part of a really good church and community it really encourages you to be a really good person and do good things um so that was fine now okay we're getting a little bit older I'm like in high school at this point um even probably graduated high school and I'm a part of Advocare that MLM (laughs) if you want to know about that go back to like my first two episodes you will hear the whole story on that but aside from that um one of the girls that I signed up with Advocare who was on my team who was higher up than me she was like, come to my church. And so I drove into the city at Pittsburgh at the time. And um, there was a log cabin church. That's what it was called. So it was like tucked away on the outskirts of this city up this steep ass hill because it's Pittsburgh. Um, and I went to this church and it was really cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the vibe. The fact that it was a literal log cabin was really cool to me. Um, I had a couple other friends. I went to their churches for like young 20 somethings and like teens um I went on a retreat with my one friend so I was really just like experimenting and taking in all the different messages the viewpoints um all that stuff depending on the church I essentially was drinking the kool-aid here's where things started to turn sour for me what happened was I started to notice and I think it was because I was a part of this MLM um in the church I noticed almost like MLM type tendencies so what would happen is they would be like you know they'd kind of slip it in like hey if you ever feel a calling to you know convert someone or call someone to Christ don't be afraid to reach out and you know, let them know, um, cause that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And another thing that threw me off that I didn't like is I went to one church, um, another local church that's super popular, is still super popular. Um, they're very flashy. They like always upgrade their church to make it bigger. They have like spotlights, like it's insane. And, um, I went to one of their sermons and the very first sermon I went to it was cool they had like a rock band and stuff so it was nice to get into it but the pastor instantly was talking about how he fixed up some you know classic muscle car and he was so high and mighty because he um donated it you know or he auctioned it off for money like he like it was so amazing that he decided to do that and um that really threw me off as well so first thing with the the converting people um that started to bring my anxiety about because I don't know if it was just me overthinking in general but I feel like it was a little bit of both um I remember very specifically I would be out in public or if I was like waiting in the airport or something in my mind it was like Tina tell this person about um your religion and try to convert them and I really actually tried to talk to these people but it gave me a lot of anxiety because it felt like I had to do this and if I didn't do it I was a bad person um very similar to an MLM right like I was an advocate and they were like yeah if you just you know if you didn't see someone and you feel like they need to drink spark don't be afraid to reach out to them let them know you know they need this 
it just brought very similar vibes. <laughs> and like I said, I was constantly living in fear. Um, I was living in fear that I wasn't good enough. I was always living in fear of sinning, of that I always had this big God who was watching me and like watching my every move. If I wasn't the perfect, you know, picture perfect Christian lady that you see on like 1950s TV shows, then I was like a piece of shit. Um, speaking of a piece of shit, talking about like swearing, things like that, like anything that wasn't like just perfect in these people's eyes I felt like dirty and not good enough and like I'm not strong enough I'm not worthy all of that stuff that I did not like because it really really dictated how I lived my life and I guess with the guy talking about how he was so high and mighty for selling um his car it, I said it kind of like it, it it showed a sense of privilege on his end it's like okay yeah like do you want a pat on the back like are you looking for confirmation um and I think as I got older I started to see um I my eyes were open to really the realities of what goes on in the world um I lived a very sheltered life again another story for another time but very very sheltered like my parents did not want me to see bad things do bad things like I wasn't allowed out past nine o'clock I wasn't allowed really sleepovers I wasn't in any sports I wasn't allowed to be in sports um just lived a very sheltered life and thank god for me being the black sheep and kind of fighting for my freedom towards the end because then I just started doing more things um for me but it was a real shocker when because at this point you know like I said I, I graduated high school I I met Derek I moved out of my house and I you know we're in this apartment now and he gets the notice that he's going to be deployed to the middle east and I'm starting to learn and see how people are. You know, you learn about murders and the very real things of raping and shootings and um, politics and how people lie and people that hold positions of power um, can manipulate you and do dirty things behind the scenes and celebrities that you thought were picture perfect in movies um, are actually addicted to drugs and like all of that stuff and look i'm not trying to sound like a negative nancy by any means i'm trying to show you of course there's a ton of good things in the world and it's all la di da but there's just as equally enough of the bad things in the world and um like i said i started to see those things and then i was like oh, but the world isn't rainbow and sunshine and it and the culture of these people is a lot of the people is they try to come off as perfect when they go to church and then, you know, they go home to these dirty lives. And, you know, nothing against people who are trying to be better. It's the fake people that bother me. The fakeness of the people who go to church and they say they're perfect and they never sin. And because they go to church and say all my sins are forgiven, they could go home and go beat their wives. Aside from that, a lot of the groups became really, it seemed like political, you know, there were certain groups and you had to get in with those groups at church and you would get, you know, extra cookies, more lemonade. People talked crap about other people and it just, 
they'd be nice to your face and bad behind your back and it just wasn't a good environment it was a very fake environment um you were basically trying to please people and meet this standard that they couldn't even meet themselves they were just so good at putting up this fake wall and that all really bothered me so at this point um you know, my husband ends up getting deployed. I'm by myself. I am living on my own. I'm trying to figure out how to adult, how to live without my husband in the Middle East, even though we just moved in together. We just got married. Um, I'm 21 years old at this point. And, um, I find this book, uh, Searching for Sunday. If any of you guys, you know, just want to read about the church and, how you should experience the church and how it's not church isn't necessarily what the textbook meaning of church is i highly recommend this book it's a really good book it's about a girl who i don't remember she's from new england but she goes um down south she goes all over the united states to different churches different styles of churches to find, you know, the meaning of church. And church isn't always just the pews and the steeples. Sometimes church is just meeting with people in a worn out basement that all bring food to gather um, and share each other's love. And in my opinion, that means more than some orchestrated fake thing of church where you just read words on a page from a book and you don't get anything out of it you don't even absorb any of it you just go through the motions yeah that's not that's not church to me so highly recommend that book if you you know you want to get that perspective and after reading this 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 made me feel a lot better this helped me start to alter my viewpoints on things and it's weird because it happened really gradually I feel like there was a point in my life where I would speak to God a lot I would force myself to pray and I'm not gonna lie a lot of the times I would pray and it didn't feel right didn't feel like I was praying to anything um it didn't feel like anybody was on the other end there were a couple times where I would actually go to churches where people did claim to heal that's another good one. If you want to listen to the MLM podcast, I'll tell you all about my experience in a church in Texas. But anyway, um, I've been to a couple of churches where they, they claim to heal and they'll put hands on you. And um, there, I did feel some energy flow when they do that. Um, so I have had a couple special moments where I've broken into tears. I felt freed and I felt quote unquote saved. And um They were definitely interesting experiences. But there were very few times in my life where I actually felt connected to God. I felt like I was just doing what everybody else told me to do. And I felt like I needed to express this want and need to have a religion or a purpose of a higher power or how understanding how the world works. But none of people's viewpoints were good for me and something else that I didn't actually write in my notes that I just thought of right now is that in college I did go to college for a year or two to major in psychology before I decided that wasn't ultimately what I wanted to do as a career path but I love psychology I would take psychology courses just for fun and um 
that kind of opened my mind too to how our brain works and the more analytical um, aspects of things and extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, which I will also get into in a little bit. But being exposed to the science side of things also made me question some things um, in the religious sector. And um, something else that I should mention, which I don't know if the podcast even knows this, but it's 2021, so I smoke marijuana. Um, I... I was so afraid to try it. I was a goody two shoes. So this was again back when my husband was deployed and I was such a goody two shoes. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's the devil's lettuce. Um, isn't smoking and drugs bad? And, and, you know, my friends were laughing, but my one friend, my best friend, um, I will never forget it, introduced it to me for the first time. And as someone who struggles with extreme anxiety, um, overthinking, issues with depression, you know, all that stuff, it was such a relief. And it made me a very um, mellow person. And honestly, at this point, I just use it to help me sleep. Um, it really relaxes me and helps reset my brain. And as someone who is a creative, who has anxiety and depression, um, it has helped open my mind, um, see things from a different perspective. And it quiets all those subconscious negative thoughts that I, I get pounded with. And when when I am under the influence, it's amazing how my brain changes in a, in the best way. I'm actually able to really live in the moment and enjoy what's around me and really connect with people, with nature. I feel happier. I feel lighter. I'm not so concerned about what everybody thinks. Um, making up all these fake narratives in my head and I'm enjoying the moment and the people around me for what it is. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that experience as well really helped my mind shift to my current viewpoint in what I would call religion or my spiritual journey is I am definitely a 100% believer of a higher power, um, whether you want to call it God or, you know, something else. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at a higher power. And I personally believe energy exchange. So, um, I I believe that we all have an aura and I mean I've known this for as little as I could remember um like you know since I was four or five years old I anytime I'm around someone you know you get a vibe from them you get a feeling of their energy at least I can and I feel like I'm very sensitive to this and I'm a true believer that depending on what energy you present yourself and what energy you give off is what you're going to attract and it doesn't happen right away it happens gradually um but i'm a true believer of that exchange of energy because i've had really low points in my life and those low points are when i had bad things happen to me and, and negativity consume me but when i took the time to be more positive and to change my mindset and put positive vibes out into the universe didn't happen right away but I kept pumping it out pumping it out and then all these good things happened to me my eyes were opened I had better opportunities I lived a better life and I think for me 
that's an easier way to digest whatever this religion spiritual thing is me viewing good energy bad energy there's some higher power out there if you ask the universe for something um it will give you what you need kind of um, mentality it allows me to be a better person um i think not viewing our god as some like human leader manager type person um and just referring it to as the universe to me that takes away the anxiety the feeling that i'm always being watched like it's like a manager watching me on camera and if i do something bad i'm gonna get fired aka sent to hell um if there is even a hell or heaven and i that's that's just where i'm at with it i feel like it's it's made me want to enjoy pursuing a spirituality and um i don't necessarily think that you have to go to a physical church to practice your religion even if you do practice being catholic or or baptist or lutheran you can do you can speak to god or that higher power in your own space and again searching for sunday is a really good book for that you can gather with ones you love and just being together exchanging love um doing everything that the bible says um that's that's a way too and i mean i definitely think that as in recent years there's definitely been a big shift um from like this catholic tradition um you know that kind of took over in the 1950s and 60s and whatever to more of this free spiritual believing in a higher power type thinking and um it does seem to be more commonplace because it's it's more accepting it's less pressure and it's more open and i think it's a better way to practice um at least for me and oh i'm sorry my throat sorry my throat's been like super dry anyway (laughs) um i got my drink of water but um yeah overall just me viewing things this way in my mind allows me to be a better person and just give good out into the world hoping that i get good back um so yeah and that brings us to where i am at today um with that being said i did mention briefly about extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation um which i believe is another key factor of religion something that i have learned in psychology is that a lot of people who are very religious they have extrinsic motivation and this isn't bad or good this doesn't this is just what it is um so people who believe in a higher power a lot of the time they like to believe in a higher power because if they have problems in their life they would prefer to put those problems onto the higher being as in these bad things are happening to me everything happens for a reason so that is why these bad things are happening to me it is a part of a bigger plan um all that kind of stuff. Again, nothing wrong with that. I believe, me as a person, I am more intrinsically motivated. I And that what that means is it's the opposite. You think you're responsible for your own actions. You take responsibility and you think whatever happens to you is because of your own actions. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe to some extent, you know, that obviously there are other factors other than me that play a role into the outcome. Just like people who believe in a higher power 
for the most part, do believe that they have a choice in things. But, um, yeah, being intrinsically motivated does sort of come at a price. Um, you know, it's not all great, like, oh, yeah, you're in control of your life. That's cool. But then on the other side of things, I do beat myself up if something doesn't go right. And I'm like, dang, that was me. So I'm probably extra hard on myself. But I think with me being intrinsically motivated, I think that's something too that makes me not want to rely on that higher power or believe in that mindset. And that's okay. You know, some of us are extrinsically motivated. Some of us are intrinsically motivated. You may be somewhere in between. And most of us are. None of us are really black and white on one end of the spectrum or the other. But I thought that was really interesting. I still remember the day I learned about that in psychology. Like I could visualize me sitting in the room <laughs> learning about this because I thought it was so interesting. Um, I don't know why. It just was something that I like loved learning about and it was like a realization. So yeah, I thought you would benefit from hearing that as well. With that being said, I am going to wrap up this podcast. It was a little bit of a longer episode, um, but I did. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, I shared a little piece of my spiritual journey with you. You may have experienced some of the same feelings as me, or maybe you haven't. Let me know. Um, you can feel free to email me, message me on IG or Facebook. That's usually where I'm at. And, um, you know, share your story or if you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to me and we can chat. And um, also, you know, it would be very helpful if you left a review. Um, If you listen to these podcasts frequently, um, please just leave me a little review. You can just rate it uh, five stars. That would mean the world to me. And at the time of this recording, I'm thinking I'm probably going to be over a thousand podcast views but that's exciting you're gonna be like the first people to hear that so like right now I'm at like 993 so over a thousand people have listened to my podcast isn't that crazy um I just do this really as a little like enjoying hobby for me so thank you for listening um maybe you're a listener 1000 who knows um but until next time guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Monday with some more tea. Tina signing off.